Welcome to The Edge Podcast. The Edge is the weekly youth service of Victory Family Center, and our heart is to see this generation encounter Jesus like never before. Now let's check out this week's sermon. We are going to talk about um, uh, what the Bible actually says about how Jesus took the good news to people around Him. Now, over the last few weeks, we've been talking quite a lot about how much our generation needs Jesus. We've been talking about how much young people need God, how much we need to take the gospel out there. But today, we, we actually want to kind of narrow in down almost on a little bit of a practical end and see how did Jesus uh, effectively bring the gospel to the people around Him. Jesus was a very effective evangelist. Uh, and His disciples were very effective evangelists as well. And if you were to ask me, if you want to do something well, uh, the best people to look at are other people who have done that thing well. Right? So if you want to, you know, do Street E very well, the person that you want to probably talk to is Jevon. Because Jevon's great at Street E. Right? Uh, if you want to, you know, sing really well, the person that you might want to talk to is Naraya. I don't know. Probably Becky, right? Something like Becky. Uh, and, and so, you know, we want to be able to share the gospel well. We want to be able to bring the, the gospel to people well and in a good way, in a clear manner. And the best way for us to do it is to look into the Bible to people who did it very well as well. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at none other than the man himself, Jesus Christ. I know. Let's go to John chapter 4. And we're going to read a couple of verses. Um, we are going to read verses like 4 and then 7 and then 9 to 26, all right? So I'll give you some time to get there and then as you're getting there, I will read the Bible. All right, it says, um, he had to go through Samaria on the way. So it starts out actually by uh, telling us that Jesus was going to go to Galilee. Okay, Jesus was going to Galilee from wherever he originally was. So it says he had to go through Samaria on the way. Soon, a Samaritan woman came to draw water and Jesus said to her, please give me a drink. All right, so I skipped a couple of verses in between, but basically... Jesus walks to the well, he sits down, he's tired, and a woman is there. And uh, the woman was surprised for Jews, Jesus was a Jew, refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, you are a Jew, I am a Samaritan woman, why are you asking me for a drink? And Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and the well is very deep. Where will you get this living water? Uh, I would imagine in this moment for the woman, it's like, wow, you're going to give me water that never runs dry, but like, where's your bucket, right? Show it to me. So she's like, where is your bucket? The well is so deep. Um, and then, uh, and besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon be thirsty again. So referring to the well, anyone who drinks water from this well will be thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. I'm just putting my phone to do not disturb. 
Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water, then I will never be thirsty again and I won't have to come here to get water. Then Jesus tells her, go and get your husband. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right, you don't have a husband for you've had five husbands and you aren't even... Wow, I didn't expect a response from that. Um, ooh... And you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. So tell me why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship while we Samaritans claim it is here at Mount where our ancestors worship. Jesus replied, Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. And then I'm going to skip all the way down um, to the last couple of verses. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. Let's pray and then let's go into this scripture. Lord, we thank you so much for your presence. We thank you so much that when we are gathered in this way, you meet with us, that when we lean in to, to want to hear your voice, you speak to us. So we open our hearts to you today. Would you come and speak in a unique way? Would you come and move in a way that only you can? God, we give you our hearts. We open up our hearts to you in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. Man. Now, we've talked actually over the last few weeks about how important uh, it is to take the gospel to people around us, right? We've been talking about it. We've been talking about how, you know, people need the gospel. Uh, and we read actually in these verses that Jesus was, uh, he was very public about his gospel sharing. Uh, he didn't do it in private. In fact, he did it in a common meeting area. He did it in a very public area where everybody could see him. Uh, and what we also know is that it had to have inconvenienced Jesus quite a bit to take the gospel to the woman at the well. So I included the extra verse at the start because um, when we kind of look at the, the like history of it, you know, Jesus was going to go to Galilee and Jesus basically was like here, right? And um, what normally Jews would do is so that they don't interact with Samaritans, they would take a big round. They would whoo, take a big round. Um, but uh, Jesus actually, in a sense, inconvenienced or changed his regular like walk and he walked straight through uh, to Samaria and then he met the woman at the well right there. Okay, so that's the context here we're looking at it in. Uh, and it probably inconvenienced Jesus uh, quite a fair bit. And you know, the Bible actually does talk about how uh, in a different verse and in a different book, right, that faith without action is dead. And I wanted to draw this link because... You know, we have been spending so much time uh, like encountering the good and powerful presence of God here and like, God, give me a burden for the lost and I pray for my friends. God, I want my friends to be saved. God, I want my neighbors to be saved. God, I want everybody to be saved. Save everybody. But what good is it if we don't actually go out and share the gospel? So this could happen and we could be like, yes, Jesus. And if we don't step out and bring the gospel out of these four walls, it kind of just stops here. Like nothing changes, nothing happens, right? And the Bible actually gives us an idea that the sharing of the gospel is sometimes inconvenient. The Bible gives us an idea that uh, Jesus himself actually was very much inconvenienced. Uh, and, and I don't know about you, but sometimes maybe for us, we look for opportunities to share the gospel when it's convenient. Well, if I'm going to go, ah, then okay, I'll do it. We look for opportunities and times and moments that we can share the gospel when it's convenient. And once it's inconvenient, we're like, whoops, 
this is a sign. God doesn't want me to talk to that person. God is, you know, stopping me from talking to that person. It's too inconvenient for me. And what I want to really talk about today is there is going to be a certain amount and element of inconvenience when we choose to take the gospel to people. Uh, you know, standing in Topayo, some very crowded place under the hot sun is inconvenient. Yeah? Going to your friend and telling them, okay, you know what, can I take five minutes away from you? Can I just share the gospel with you? It's going to be inconvenient. And, and we're going to, first and foremost, right, even before we talk about the ways that we can share the gospel and how we can go about doing, sharing the gospel uh, effectively, even before we get to that point, we need to come to the point where we know that at some point, we will be inconvenienced. Uh, but Jesus was very much inconvenienced. I don't think he was on the way to the cross. I don't think he was just like, boom. I don't think so. Jesus was very much inconvenienced and that is what we got to be able to take to people. Alright, and, and what I want to talk about today a little bit is practically what can that look like for us, alright, in terms of uh, um, looking at the way Jesus shared the gospel. Let's look into the ways that he kind of broke it down and did it and see how we can do it as well. Alright, so I want to talk about how uh, Jesus shared the gospel and, and, and the practical things. And I've got four important points for you, okay? Everybody say four. Breaking the cardinal rule of three points in a sermon, four. I was uncomfortable writing the fourth point, but I did it. So the first point is you need to make sure that you are understood. You need to be understood. It's so important, right, for you to know your audience. Uh, you know, trying to speak to someone, knowing very little about who they are and what their background is like, can be actually very torturous. And it can be quite embarrassing sometimes if you don't know their background or you don't know what they're, they're like, right? Uh, and so, so, case in point, um, David's family is very different from my family, uh, as many normal families are. And right at the start, when I first started to, to when I first met David's parents, like as his girlfriend, uh, I remember not like being. So I'm, if you know me personally, I'm a very sarcastic person. My love language is sarcasm. To me, it's just that's just the way I talk. And I remember um, going and and meeting David's parents, like as his girlfriend, and sometimes saying things that are so sarcastic, and them just taking it seriously, because I didn't know that that's the way that you know they were brought up. That's their background. So, for example, uh, maybe you know I will be helping out cooking and and. Uh, um, Helping so sometimes help my at that time right David's mom not my mom like David's mom cook and then she will say oh is this nice and I will say wow horrible huh Ho- horrible no 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 really nice like I was just uh I was joking like it's just like the way I joke no no but if it's not nice you can tell me no is it not nice no no, no nice nice very nice ah sorry 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 I shouldn't have made that joke. Right, because I didn't know the background. I didn't know their background. I didn't know that like, they are not comfortable with these kind of settings, right? Uh, and there are so many times. And I remember one time, uh, we were just talking about a couple of people and, and uh, I made like a joke about someone. I was like, yeah, yeah, I, uh, if you tell this person information, uh, I'm telling you the whole world will know. The person's mouth is very big. And then at that time, again, I wasn't like, I was too sarcastic. And then they look over at me and say, oh no, Really? And then I went, no, not really. Like, not really at all. 
and I had to backtrack. So actually, it's really important when you're wanting to share something to someone to know what their background, a little bit of who they are, to know uh, them, know your audience, all right? So it's important uh, to know that. You know, the woman, right? Actually, what I really love about how the Bible, how Jesus did it, is that the woman, if you read, uh, she actually goes from topic to topic to topic. Right, she, she says, how can you talk to me? I'm a Samaritan. And then uh, she talks about the water and the well. Why don't you have a pill? And then she talks about living water. And then she talks about another topic. But what Jesus does is he sees and he understands where she's at. And she knows where she's at. And he just talks to her in that way. He just continues to talk to her. And that, in the same topic, she, he continues to understand what she's trying to say. He continues to uh, explain the gospel or explain the good news in a way that she can understand. So he knew his audience. Uh, the second thing you've got to do is go to your audience, right? So you've got to know your audience, you've got to go to them. Uh, Jesus went to the woman, right? Just now we talked about it a little bit. He went the route that was not supposed to be taken and he was in a socially um, unfamiliar environment. Uh, Jesus spoke to her at her level. He used words and examples that she understood. And in fact, when you look in the Bible, Jesus was always speaking in a way that his audience would understand. Uh, he was always very, very clear of his audience. So sometimes, you know, you read the Bible and you're wondering, how come got so many examples about farming? Right? So many like ox, cow, sheep, seeds, wheat, wheat, and like, I don't know, what's that thing that you throw the wheat and the, what's that, that thing? that thing where you throw the weed and everything flies around. And there are all these contextual things that for us might kind of be like, eh? I don't really understand. Um, but actually, it was, it, was, it was God and it was Jesus speaking in a way that, that they understood so that they could understand what He was trying to say. So it's important to speak at their level. Okay? Uh, we need to speak in a way that we are understood. Uh, what use is it if we share in a way that the receiver doesn't understand? And actually, the Bible says this, that sometimes when we are wanting to talk and, and sharing um, information about, about God, it's important to actually speak in a way that they will understand. A couple of years ago, I spent some time in Japan, right, doing missions. And one of the things that we used to always do uh, is go out for street evangelism. Uh, and at the start, right, I, I didn't know how to speak. In, oh, Becky's here. Becky, so I, I used to go for street with Becky. Uh, and, and, and Becky can attest to this. At the start, right, we, so we went in with like no Japanese. We couldn't, we couldn't speak Japanese at all, right? Um, all we could say was like, one to ten and all those kind of like lame things. Uh, and we would go out for street E and, and we would have this like script in Japanese. Uh, and it's so funny actually. I wanted to read it. I wanted to pull it out but I decided not to because I, I probably can't remember how to do it. But it was so funny because we would stop somebody in the street, right? And, and talk to them. These people can only speak Japanese. We would stop them and we would blabber on, Konnichiwa, sayimasen, yesukrisa, and then we will ask them a question in the end that says, do you want to believe in Jesus? Yes, Jesus, and then hoping that they would just say, yes or no, right? Yes or no? Yes or no? Very easy so that we can move on to the next part of our script, right? And usually when they answer us, we will just scroll, uh, no, right? Uh, scroll and then we'll answer. Um, and, and sometimes we get to a point where they ask us a question back. And you know, these are the people who really want to get saved, right? They're like, ah, so, 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 so. Yes, and then we would stand there like. And guess what we'll do? We will pull out the same gospel and we'll say it again. 
We'll just share the gospel again. The gospel is powerful. We believe somehow your question will be answered. Uh, most of the time when we ask the question the second time, they say no. Uh, and, and it's really hard actually to share the gospel. Uh, and when you speak in a way that they don't understand. So it's so important when you speak and you share the gospel, right, to make sure that you are understood. All right, and it's... And, and, what we want to make sure that we are uh, uh, doing is, is when we share the gospel, we've got to do it in a, in a tactful manner that they understand, right? Thus says the Lord to you, your sins are forgiven of you. Will. The person's going to be like, what in the world are you saying? Alright, so make sure that you, make sure that we are understood. Uh, Jesus was understood. Jesus went down to her level. He spoke in a way that he was understood. Secondly, we've got to spit the facts. Everybody say spit the facts. You know what? Nobody can like disagree with you on your testimony. Nobody can disagree with you on your story of salvation. Nobody can say, nah, that's not true because that's your story, right? And one of the things that is so good to share and so good to say is talk to them facts about how God encountered you. Share with them facts about how Jesus changed your life, about how you got saved, about how, you know, you are different now. So spit the facts, share things that are undeniable. Uh, things that are undeniable are signs, miracles, and wonders. The reality is that Jesus heals, right? He heals our physical bodies, He heals our emotional bodies, He heals our, our, our minds, our hurts. And when we pray they are healed, and they get healed, that's undeniable. That's something that is a fact. If you are healed, that's a fact, right? Uh, Hui Ling was healed a couple of months ago with her ankle, right, from being in a cast to not being in a cast. That was a fact. Like, the doctors were like, oh my gosh, your, your, your leg is fine. That's a fact. And so we can share facts with people and, and spit the facts. Um, and one of the things actually that is so important to do when we are sharing facts, um, I would say that comes almost hand in hand as important as each other is to actually tap into the Holy Spirit. Um, Jesus, he spoke facts to the woman about her personal life, but was only able to do it because he was connected to the Spirit. And what I really believe, right, is that when we connect to the Spirit and when we choose to say, okay, Holy Spirit, I want you to come and speak to me. I want you to come and make your uh, uh, presence and your power. Or I want you to be, um, to show me what exactly this person needs. When you really, really ask God, I believe that God can actually show you facts about the people you're going to share with. Uh, again, I, I refer back to when we were in Japan. I remember we were praying one morning and we were saying, you know what, I'm gonna, we're going to pray and ask God to show us somebody that we will meet. And one of uh, my team members, her name is Melissa, she actually said, we're gonna, I, sh I saw God show us that we are going to meet somebody in a pink jacket. And in Japan, I mean, people usually wear like white, black, you know, all the guys are in suits. So pink jacket is kind of like, ooh. But we're like, okay, you know what? If this is what God said, if you were tapping into the Holy Spirit and this is what God said to you, then let's go. So we go out to the streets and we look around for any pink jacket person and we're like, we're going to share the gospel to you. Uh, we met one of the girls that, that was in a pink jacket and we sat and talked to her at a cafe for almost two hours. We shared the gospel to her. Uh, we invited her to church and she was uh, a, a fairly regular member but it all was because of the point of one point where Melissa tapped into the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit revealed to her facts that she could share. And in fact, when we shared with her, we told her, you know, this morning we were praying and we felt like we were going to meet somebody with a pink jacket and become friends and share about Jesus. And so when you share, you can share facts. But what you need to do is you need to tap into the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit sometimes can show you certain things about the person. And, and I, wa I want us to be careful, okay? Don't be weird about it. Don't be like, you! 
you have this problem. And then, you know, don't scare them. You can ask them, hey, you know, I was praying and, and what I felt that God was maybe showing me, and you could tell me if I'm wrong, all right? A very important sentence to say, you could tell me if I'm wrong, and if I'm wrong, it's fine. Um, but is there a family situation going on right now that we can pray for you for? Right? Sh- spit the facts. Just say, hey, God spoke to me. This is what it is. And if they say, yeah, actually there is. Boom. That's something that is undeniable. You can pray for them. Alright? So bring the facts. But always, always tap into the Holy Spirit. Alright? The third thing is we got to review sin and forgiveness. It is actually so important to help um, the people that we share the gospel with realize, right, that there is a need for forgiveness. Uh, what Jesus actually did, he was very clear about it, was he revealed the sin uh, that the woman had in her life and her need for salvation. I am the Messiah, right? He revealed that, that she needed to be saved. And when we are sharing the gospel to people, right, it's important that we tell them that there is a consequence to sin and we draw the link between them and the gospel. Okay, so the link is that everyone sins and the only way to be saved and forgiven is to believe in Jesus and the gospel is the good news of salvation that is meant for you. Alright, it's important to, to make sure that we reveal the fact that sin is present. Sometimes we go to people and we hope that we can tell a really cute little gospel story to say, Jesus is your best friend. Do you want to be best friends with Jesus? But we forget to reveal the fact that there is sin and there is a need for forgiveness. And that is actually so important when we share the gospel. We don't just want to paint this uh, um, not true story of what the gospel is. All right, We reveal sin, we reveal forgiveness, we reveal that forgiveness is a free gift that needs to be accepted. And we can tell them, you know, Jesus paid the price for you. Uh, it was not free for Jesus, but because He paid it, you can receive it for free. All right, So, reveal sin, reveal uh, forgiveness, and lastly, reveal Jesus and the method of salvation. All right, The band's going to come and join me. Review Jesus and review the method of salvation. You know, um, when, when we really look in, in actually in the scripture um, and the last few verses that we were reading, right? The woman, she actually already knew she was looking for a Messiah, right? She says, oh, I'm waiting for the Messiah to come. I'm waiting for somebody to come so that he can review to us and he can show us what is right. Um, she already knew, right, um, the way to salvation, The only thing that she didn't know was that she was talking to the person that could give her salvation. And uh, so what Jesus did was He revealed Himself to her. He said, I am the Messiah. If you could take the keys down in here, that would be great. It's so loud. Uh, So Jesus revealed that I am the Messiah. And um, you know what I love about the, the whole moment uh, that Jesus was talking to this woman is that actually if you really look through it, right, Jesus was um, constantly, constantly, constantly revealing Himself. Uh, right? So he's, she says, I'm looking for living water. He says, I'm, li- I'm looking for water. He says, I'm living water. Right? He says, she says that, um, you know, there are, are true worshippers that are going to, who is the true worshipper? And then he says, well, I'm looking, God is looking for true worshippers. This whole time, right, Jesus was actually constantly trying to reveal himself to her. And I think it's really important for us to, to actually catch this, that um, the woman she knew about, the, she knew she needed to be saved, but she didn't know how. And so Jesus needed to like reveal to her that, okay, you need to be saved. The way that you can be saved is to believe in me. I'm the Messiah, right? And for some of our friends, that's going to be the same way. Or some of the people that we meet on the street, sometimes when we go out for street uh, it's actually going to be the same thing. Um, that sometimes they know that somebody needs to save them. 
they know that they are looking for something. They might know that somewhere out there, like, I just need something, but they might not know that actually what they need is found in Jesus. And so when we go out and share the gospel to them and we reveal Jesus to them, we are telling them, you know what? Actually, you already know you have a need, right? Just like what Jesus said. He said, I'm the Messiah. We can say, hey, no, I'm, don't say I'm the Messiah. Say, hey, you know what? I know, I know the answer to your question. I know the, the solution to your problem. I know how you can be saved. So reveal Jesus. It's so important to reveal Jesus. Uh, and always, always extend an action step and an opportunity. Right? What good is it if we uh, go all out and we're like, you know what, God is so Jesus saves it. And, and the person is so interested and we say, I hope this blesses you. I, I hope you receive this information. Have a good day. And then you walk off and then they're just like, what? Okay. Right? Because we, we have to extend, we have to give them action steps. Imagine, uh, okay, so recently I won a social media giveaway. I was so happy. I know it was like all over social media. I was so happy. But uh, I was thinking about it. Imagine you want to participate in a social media giveaway. Okay, the social media giveaway says, right, uh, Mr. What's that? Mr. Beast? Mr. Beast is like, stand a chance to win 10,000 USD. Alright, stand a chance. You are five people. You can win 10,000 USD. And in fact, on top of that, I'm going to give you a free trip around Europe. On top of that, I'm going to let you have all these things. You're like, whoa. And then you look at a post and you have no idea how to participate. He doesn't tell you what to do. He doesn't say follow, share. He, do he doesn't say, how many friends do I have to tag? Do I need to explain anything in my comments or do I just need to tag my friend? Right? Do I need to think of a good... You have no idea. You know that whole social media thing will go to waste? It will go to complete waste. And if we don't extend an opportunity by saying, um, if you want to believe in Jesus, I can actually pray together with you. Your whole sharing, everything, that whole moment, it can very easily go to waste. So if you're going to share the gospel, right, make sure that you extend an opportunity uh, to them and ask them, hey, is, can I pray with you? Can I lead you into salvation? Uh, and that is so important. So these four things I wanted to share with us today, uh, sometimes it's, it can be a little bit more on a practical end, uh, but it is important tips for us to, to, when we share the gospel, we want to make sure that we are doing it effectively. And we want to make sure that we are doing it just the way Jesus did. He was such a fantastic, uh, the, the perfect evangelist really. And if there's anyone that we should take after, and if there's anyone we should learn how to do it from step by step, it is Jesus himself. And he shows us so many examples. This is just one of them in the Bible that, that you know, he kind of went through these things. And I want to encourage us over this week when you go off a street E, over this week when you share the gospel with your friends, all right, use these tips, all right. Make sure that you know what you're talking to, who you're talking to, not what, who you're talking to. Make sure that they understand you. Make sure you use language that is understandable. Uh, make sure that, uh, what's the second point now? Make sure that you tell them facts. Alright, and then you review sin, review forgiveness, and review Jesus to them. And that's it for this week. We hope you've been inspired and challenged to reach your generation for Jesus. Do check out www.theedge.org for more information, updates, and resources.